We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned out. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance. So I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Divi. Hey everyone, welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Marcus Murphy. Welcome, Marcus. Hey, happy to be here, Dan. Marcus is the head of business development and partnerships at Digital Marketer. Yep. You actually interviewed me. I in, did interview. Well. Yeah, yeah, back in um, in Texas, which was a lot of fun. And Marcus is very active on LinkedIn. Very. And you do a lot of public speaking. You're very involved in traffic and conversion. Yep. Our, our, our conference, yeah. Yeah, your conference there. And um, from what I understand, you, you're really trying to break down a lot of the stigmas around being a quote-unquote salesperson, right? Yes, there's a lot of them. Okay. Do you want to know what they are, Dan? <laughs> how, about, how about just one big one to start us off? Because yes, I think most salespeople, has anybody been hurt by a salesperson in here? Yeah, me yes. too. I know. I'll, you can't see we'll this on the myself. podcast, but there are millions of people in this room, and they all raise their hands. <laughs> and it's true. It's Most of them are actually just trying to get what they want, not what you want. And uh, and I think that's the part. It's like a quota-carrying salesperson is never going to really care about you uh, as much as you care about you, but they also want to get in your wallet and then your home and steal your kids. So it is it is something I'm trying to overcome. Very cool. So there's one of the stigmas. And so how did you come to this position where you're at? A digital marketer. Give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, you know, it's actually funny. I was getting prepped up here, and she said, one of the things you should think about is what was your poop to gold story? And I laughed really hard because I was like, I'm kind of still poop, if I'm <laughs> honest, you know? And I think uh, that's it's been lies. very helpful. That's been very helpful for me to have that mentality to be like, you know what, you're kind of still poop. And I think, uh, but my poop to gold story is really interesting. I, I had a, I actually graduated high school with a 1.78 GPA. And I think, uh, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I went to class once is what that means. <laughs> that's and, uh, and, I, and I think my, my gold story is that I think I hated school, really, really hated school, really good at social with people, EQ super high. But man, like it pretty much 1.78 says you're dumb. And so I did go to college. I did. And when I went to college, I realized that uh, you could just read and take tests and get A's. And so I did that uh, for four years. But I also was a student body president and I did a bunch of that stuff and was really care. I really cared about the community aspect. Uh, so that kind of like spurred in I, I, people ask this it's like funny. It's been a 15 year journey to be like a speaker or be somebody who has something to say. Uh, and it's something I've always wanted. Right. But it comes with so many different things. So I had a, I was on a crash course with Ryan Dice probably like 15 years ago. Right. Like I didn't know who he was. I had no idea what this game was. I didn't know what stages were, but I think that what I really wanted in life was like, how do I affect people? And I, I did, I tried it through sports. I tried it through, you know, student government. I think I, I eventually found out, wow, you know, you should probably start, sharing with people what's working and what you're because people like when you share uh and so i finally after 10 years of not having anything to share finally have an abundant amount of things to share and then that's a perfect timing because that's when i met ryan um i was i was kind of in in the first part of my life where i was like man i've got some experience and i'm gonna go out there and i really i saw ryan speak for the first time i called my wife i was in london and he was in london and i saw him speak and i was like i think i want to work for this guy and for those that don't have the context yeah, yeah. of our previous sure, sure, podcast, sure. so Ryan is the Ryan, founder. Yeah, Ryan's the founder and CEO of, of Digital Marketer. Huh. He's a he's a pretty good communicator himself. And yes. uh, but he he impressed me because what I what I thought 
he had the ability to do was everybody was hanging on every word, but he was just telling them things that they could, he was giving them useful information. It wasn't, you know, personal development. It was like, Hey, if you want to actually go out and affect people's lives and have a really good business. And I was like, man, that is such an economic, cause I care about that. I'm like, man, economic solution, 95% of businesses fail in the first five years. And you know, that that's terrible. That's a terrible epidemic. And I was like, this guy actually may know what he's talking about. And wouldn't it be amazing if I could just be in proximity who knew, you know, that I would be on his executive team and traveling all over the place and representing our company and talking. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody else, but it's really weird. Like my mom thinks I'm a unicorn, by the way. She's like, what do you do again? How do people pay you? Why do they want to listen to you? Uh, she has like a cat podcast. So she's like, you know, working her way in there. Uh, but yeah, she doesn't really quite understand what I do. <laughs> it's like, who's coming to listen to you and why, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's, it was a really, um, it was a really cool to see that from early, early on, it didn't really define like the, the academia piece wasn't, you know, there, but I really quickly realized what my skills were. Yeah. And from there I've spurred on, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So that's why I think hoop to gold is a funny question for me because I still think I'm kind of poop, but I, I, I've known enough now of exactly what I'm good at. I know what I'm terrible at. And I really try and surround myself with people that kind of help me with the terrible part. Yeah. Maybe not the smartest guy in the room, but probably the most social. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. I saw some people tonight. They couldn't hang, by the way. It was like super late last night. When you're at an event, you just go out and you see people. So it was like one o'clock and I'm pretty, I've got like a rhythm now with that. Uh -huh. And so this morning I see everybody and they're like in hoodies and they're just looking all bad. And I'm like, I had a great walk this morning and like, <laughs> I was there with you, but I feel like I've kind of just been like, I'm so excited to see people and do this and see you, uh, that that kind of supersedes a hangover for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's your way of overcoming it. Yeah. So you're you're a big time networker. Yeah, it's a lot of what you do. Um, in, in addition to um, being a very dynamic public speaker and, and sharing a lot of ideas, but obviously your job in forming strategic partnerships and in business development is just tons of face to face. It sounds like it's always kind of been natural to you. Mm -hmm. So, what are some things that you've done to kind of even further develop that skill set yeah. or is it just always been like oh this is just marcus i'm just oh, absolutely not I'm just awesome this way yeah <laughs> that would sound like me somebody the other day on another podcast were like oh man you're just so humble and i was like oh man you don't know me <laughs> i like uh the the trick is to surround yourself with people who are not impressed with you and then that creates humility um but honestly business development is is a is a true learned skill and it's a process because most business development people are shaking, howdy, finger guns, spend your money. You had a really good dinner, but like nothing ever comes to fruition. And so for me, I'm more into the idea of how do you monetize relationships? And that sounds icky because you go, oh, like I thought we were friends. No, <laughs> some of my closest friends I've made the most money with in my life. And I think that that with, with not from, yeah, not from, but Good with distinction there. And I think the, the interesting part is people always want to go hyper relational first. It's like, you know, what feels really bad and why it feels icky is because you went there first. You were like, we're friends, but why are you asking me for money? Like, what, what do you mean? No, w what I've found out is you actually need small transactional wins uh, with people first that builds the trust that allows for the relationship to unfold. Yeah. And so some of the closest people in my life, some of these big companies and brands and logos we all talk about um, at Digital Market, the ones we've really loved a lot, um, they actually came from winning together in micro mm -hmm. ways with smaller investments that turned into bigger ones, that turned into co-marketing, that turned into acquisitions, right? Like those acquisitions, those home runs um, shouldn't be the goal when you start a relationship. It should be a base hit. Uh, yeah. And I think that I learned that the hard way, but I've also 
also learned it, and that's been my secret to success, is sp- small transactional wins that turn into great relationships, not the other way around. You can't go hyper-relational first. Let's just bunt together first. Yeah, let's go ahead and bunt it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, we'll worry about swinging for the fences, right? Yeah, exactly. Or like you said, or just getting too personal too quick, right? I mean, call your shot. Like, I, I look at organizations and people in unique ways. Like, I think there are a lot of people that you should surround yourself with that totally may never turn into anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you look at a company, like when we we were sitting around thinking about HubSpot, like this is uh, such a funny experience for me. Three years ago, they didn't know who Digital Marketer was. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hosting Digital Agency Day with 10,000 people online. We speak here. Ryan speaks here every year. Um, we've got a lot of, a lot of incredible um uh, relationships at inbound or at, at, at HubSpot, but we didn't, that didn't come out of nowhere. Like that was a long, it was three years of a relationship to get here yeah. walking around and people like come up to you and they know you and they're like, Oh my gosh, I just take my picture with you. It's like, where did that, that didn't just happen. It happened right. from like small, intentional, transactional. We go first, we add value first, uh, with people. And that, that was, that was kind of how it ends up. But sometimes it's a long game. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that advice on networking. And I know that as far as your job um, is concerned, it's so much about those relationships. But working at Digital digital Marketer, you've also got to be an ideas guy as well, right? Like I know like Ryan's on a different yeah. level kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. Space. So for you, getting ideas to come, mm-hmm. creative flow, yeah. how does that happen best for you? What 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 state do you have to put yourself in? What exercises do you put yourself through? Man, how, how do the ideas come from Marcus? This is where it's funny because I'm surrounded by really incredibly, like Richard Linder is our co-founder and president, okay, a digital marketer, and he can whiteboard better than anybody in the world. And I, well, I look at that and I'm like, oh man, so good. I can't do any of that. Like I just can't <laughs> do that. And because my process is being here, like I am a proximity in your face. If we're together, great. If we're not, it's probably going to fall through the cracks. I need, I need to be here. My creative spaces and the energy I get is being out on the road and face-to-face with people. I, I, collaborative. Collaborative is 100% it. And I can get on a whiteboard. Well, somebody else should. My handwriting's bad. But somebody should get on a whiteboard. And then we can ideate and we can get into it and we can talk through it. And I'm really good in those settings and pulling out things from people. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I'm not the master architect. And I think when I learn that I'm not, I'm way more effective trying not to be that. But I did. At Digital Marketer, everybody's so smart. Like, everybody's a genius. Um, actually we did this big, like uh, personality test and it's like INTJ, INTJ, ENFP butterfly. Right. Yeah. So I have to say that, uh, there's, there's, trim- I tried really hard. Some people, for those that don't yeah, know yeah. what you're talking Yeah. About. An introvert versus an extrovert. Most of the folks on our executive team were introverted and they're very like pragmatic and very whatever. And I'm very like big picture way out there. Like, you know, how do we bring that in? Bring some energy to something. I can't sit still. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's some things there. Um, but what I realized quickly is I was surrounding myself by really smart people and I was trying to put myself in that box. Mm. I can't be the creative space of an INTJ. I just can't do that. Like I can't sit there long enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need those people in my life. And so my creative process is surrounding myself with those people and then making sure that I'm a part of the conversation because I can add really good things or bring something out of them that I think is important. And we put that up there and then there's a process involved with it. So for me, I don't think I, my brain doesn't work in a way that is super organized like that. But I do think that I've always lived in a place being like, here's the idea. Here's the title of that thing. Um, I'm pretty good when it comes to like writing comedy stuff, you know, like those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Uh, but I, I, I need I need the freedom and the space to do it surrounded by people who can actually take action on those steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been the creative process. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask, what do you have any 
Do you have anything really cool coming up that you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, so I've been on the road now for two and a half months almost. So we've just been on this crazy world tour. Just got back from Australia. Uh, before that, it was like New York and just all these little bounce, bounce around cities. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm here. I'm actually taking some time off. I have a family. People are just like, this guy <laughs> literally must be not. How is he married? You see my ring? Uh, but I, I have a family, and they're coming to join me, which is pretty exciting. We're taking a week here uh, on the East Coast. And then we head down to... To New York City in two weeks to go to Digital Agency Expo. Mm-hmm. So this is a uh, an agency only event that we're doing uh, on the, from the 17th to the 19th, and it's been so much fun. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk's headlining, but also Mark Robert's will be there, who I, I love and uh, I'm a super big fan. And I, I had such a man crush on him. And it's funny because I had uh, drinks with him last night, and he's a, a, a really cool guy and a good friend. But uh, three and a half years ago, he was a million miles away from me. You know, yeah. like I read his book on an airplane flying to Miami and coach and like was trying to figure out how I was going to get a job, a digital marketer. And now Mark calls me. And so I just think that it was crazy what's happened in three and a half years. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that is a uh, that's something I'm very excited about to have all these really amazing people come down to New York, 34 speakers over three days just for agencies and speaking directly to them in that audience. Very cool. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, because your your mission over a digital marketer, I forget what the number is that you're looking to do. Thousand. Doubling, ten, doubling the size of 10,000 businesses. Yeah, that's, yeah, doubling the size of 10,000 businesses. You can't do it alone. You always have to empower a whole lot of other people to, to be able to do that. Yeah, we actually realized we couldn't do it. Yeah, um, Mission statements are really interesting because we throw these big things out. You talk about big ideas. Like, yeah. You throw out a big idea and it's like 10,000. We're going to double 10,000 businesses. And then we realized five years in, we're like, oh, crap, Like we can't do that. Yep. We can't. And we just couldn't do it alone. So we actually ended up launching this agency program, which all of us were like, what the heck do we do with that? Um, people, why do they want to be a part of this community? And we ended up now we're at around 600 agencies in 27 countries and speak 14 languages. And we knew that they would take our mission and our content and our values further than we ever could. And so we needed a partner. So that's why I think I'm so passionate about partnerships and the power of them is because I think I've seen people take it and the only way we're, I mean, we're, we're steady pacing toward our mission. Um, but that's because of these people who had, you know, putting on the digital marketer hat a little bit and, and kind of taking it places we can. Another question following up on networking, the difference between, what would you say the difference between networking Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn and networking in In person, real life, Uh in real life? You know, it's funny. They should be the same. Uh, the reason why I say that is because people come up and they do things that they would never do in real life on the internet, and it's crazy because usually these messages are really funny. I don't know if you get you you get. I've seen you be more active on LinkedIn, by the way. A little I've, bit more. I've been excited. I to will see be. That. I will be more. I'm gonna start following. Do your you lead. get messages I get, that are just ridiculous? Get random stuff all the time. I get it's messages. Like, Anybody else get messages on I there? Get, You're I like, get, what? I in get the, the world? sales pitch stuff, like the stereotypical sales pitch stigma stuff yeah. in the first line or two and yeah. I literally delete and gone. Yeah. So most people act weird because you wouldn't do that in real life. You wouldn't <laughs> walk up to somebody and be like, hey, how you doing? My name is Marcus. Let's go back to my place. Because that's literally <laughs> what it sounds like. You've built no trust or relationship, yet you're acting as if a network or a social network has any kind of different... Like, you're a human being, so go be that. People will... I, I get off stage and people ask me questions and there was this young sales... A uh, couple young sales people yesterday and they're like, hey... um, how do we write a really good like sales message to people when we want them to buy from us? And I said, how are we doing it now? Mm-hmm. Because I would love for you to treat me like a human being online. And how would you pitch me now? And they're like, well, we have this really cool thing. I'm like, I'm not interested. Yep. 
because you didn't talk to me. If you talk about me and you make it about me and you stop talking about your thing, then you can do that online. And all of a sudden, networking becomes really easy. Like I've built a following by basically being more interested in other people than myself. And if they can, I can continue to throw value, 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 value every single day. The conversations come offline where I get an opportunity to talk about myself. Because the normal thing is, hey, Dan, how are you? Yep. Great. Uh, well, eventually, I bet you're going to ask me how I'm doing. No. No, no, I'm kidding. no, Dan's yeah, dysfunctional no, sure. <laughs> and not normal human. But I think that yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you yeah. just if you start with hey, how's it going? Oh, did you speak earlier today? Yeah, but did you speak on you know the last nugget I'll give you because this isn't taking too long. This question, but the the one thing that I've realized that networking on LinkedIn, the, the real successful people that are doing it are yeah. focusing heavily on content, and the connection is three C's really. It's it's you're going to start from content that starts conversations that creates community. And that's been my three C's that I've been teaching this whole time is like content without that doesn't create conversations is really just noise. And we have enough content, Dan. Like we are not without content. We don't have a content problem. We have an implementation problem and we have a lack of conversations problem. So if you want to win online with networking, whether it's LinkedIn or any other platform, it's you put out really great content, you serve your community and you help that that content should lift up conversations, uh, which makes it really easy to start talking about yourself eventually. Very cool. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to point our audience towards like if they're gonna they're gonna look you up or is it something else you'd like to point them at if they're gonna go look it up yeah no the other thing i'm excited about so i have another linkedin learning course coming out in uh, in december and i've had such a great experience becoming an author on that platform and um this next one's aligning sales and marketing which is going to be a lot of fun it's really funny like these if you ever sat down and, and actually gone through one of these courses it's like eight a three minute micro videos there's like 20 of them right and i've i've gone through them a lot i'll tell you i can't help but be irreverent so i'm already looking at all the scripts before we go in there and there's a lot of like <clears throat> there's a lot of like katy perry references there's a lot of like you're like oh how do you bridge the gap between sales and marketing it's like well i need to tell you that most people uh sales and marketing teams have traditionally hated each other and been so different uh so i'm i'm going to speak directly into a lot of that uh which is going to be a lot of fun so I would say LinkedIn would be a really great place to connect with me on. That's where I share. That's where I... Marcus Murphy. Yeah, Marcus mm-hmm. Marcus Murphy on, on LinkedIn. And uh, also, digitalmarketer.com is the place where all of my LinkedIn courses live. Everybody can kind of access that information in the community there. Very cool. Yeah, Thank man. you so much for taking the time to come. Yeah, absolutely. On. Thanks, real, Dan. Appreciate it. Got your oh, thanks. Here. Hey, oh, I think you already have one. I have 14 of these. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I gift you know these. No, I want to take that. I, I'm literally going to go somewhere today and be like, I got you this book. And I had to slave through an interview to get it. So, yeah. So, oh, yeah. But it's a, cop- do- it's a copy of From Poop to Gold. It's our book. Marcus Sign it? Have one. No, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There we Perfect. Go. Thanks, well, Dan. thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast for more good stuff coming up. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you to our sponsor, Divi. Divi is a business credit card that's made a huge impact on Harmon Brothers. So in the past, we used to just use standard cards. We'd give them to a few employees and they'd go out and spend money. And then afterwards, we would find out how much they spent. Sometimes they stayed within budgets, other times they didn't. But with Divi, it's a little bit different. We issue those cards to our employees and we can manage before the money is spent exactly what their budget is for any given project. So with Divi, it's different. Divi gives you the controls before the money is spent instead of just looking at the damage after the fact. The way it works is you issue a card to all your employees. We do it for every single employee, even including our interns. There's no cost. It's each employee gets a card and it's no risk because they can't 
they can't spend any money from the card unless we allocate money to them to be able to spend it. So we have full controls and full visibility over who is spending and where the money is going. And so this has made a huge impact on us because now we have much tighter controls on our project budgets and it's um, it's a lot safer too. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a lot more secure than sending a whole bunch of employees out with credit cards that you're trying to keep track of. Wait, who has the card now and how much has been spent on that? That's all happening in real time through the app and our finance team just loves it. Yeah, the finance team loves it. We love it because mm -hmm. it gives us peace of mind that the money is actually being controlled and that yeah. there's you know not wild expenditures going on out there. Yeah. Um, and even our project teams love it. You know, the, the producers and the project managers really appreciate the insights that they get into their project budgets rather than having to wait until after the fact to see what the damage was. So Divi is a free service that if you're interested in it for your business, you can check them out at getdivi.com forward slash Harmon Brothers. That's get, G-E-T, Divi, D-I-V-V-Y, dot com forward slash Harmon Brothers.